Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Good. We just had a cool day. We uh, It's a Saturday, so we just had a cool trip out. We were going to do a podcast to kind of wrap up about what we got to do today, some of the photo stuff we got to do today. So we kind of like talk about a little trip that we did. Yeah, this will be a cool recording today. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. So yeah, but today we took off to uh, Hoodoo. 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 And uh, that's up uh, off of Highway 126 if you were leaving for us from Eugene. Uh, taking Highway 126 up and then that's the one that goes over to Sisters. And so I think we it's like right up at the top of the Cascades there before you drop into Sisters and, and go on into the high desert. But up there, you kind of pull off drop into Hoodoo, and there's like a snow park over there. There's a few lifts for like skiers and snowboarders and stuff. Um, but we went out there to do what, Marina? Snowshoeing. First so, time. Some snowshoeing, which was cool. It was fun for us to uh, to go do. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was cool getting to do that today. Yeah. I, yeah, We I guess we haven't really done any snowshoeing in the past. I did I one trip before. Or I did one hike with some, there was like a, I think it was a thing at Mount Bachelor. There was like a free snowshoe lesson. Oh, that's you cool. You got to do. Yeah, I had to do it one day when I didn't didn't get to go skiing or something. <laughs> All my friends were doing something cool. Uh, so I took this free snowshoeing class and, and they uh, kind of like size you up. They throw you a pair of snowshoes. You go with like 20 older ladies who <laughs> were there. And uh, you do kind of like this little quarter mile hike. You go up to this little point, hang out, this little viewpoint of some cool mountains. And then you turn around and hike back down. It's about... Yeah. Half hour or so round trip. It's a good little uh, little snowshoe trip. It was kind of cool. You kind of learn the little ropes of it, which wasn't really much. You just kind of just walk. Hike your ass. <laughs> just hike your ass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I remember that, but I was really glad that we got to do it this time. We went up to Hoodoo. We don't really own any uh, snowshoes. Yeah, I think I was no. lo- looking around at them. Pretty expensive. Yeah. It's like any anything, but yeah, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. A couple hundred dollars for <laughs> a hobby. Yeah, we should find some used ones. I oh, we should use snowshoes. We should. Those ones that we used today were, I'm sure, quite used. Yeah, they were yeah. in really great shape, but they didn't seem like they were especially yeah. nice or Let's look at like a gear new. exchange for like. Yeah, that's snowshoes. a good idea. We I bet we could do that, that for way cheaper. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. What we a good idea, Billy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so today we we just uh, wanted to check it out. So we we rented them up at Hoodoo. They sell they, they rent them out for the day for like twelve dollars. Yeah, that's great. And we took off on this uh, this set of trails that I think a bunch of cross country. I think it's like the cross country skiing trails, and you can yeah. sort of meander those trails beside them through through the powder. Yeah, is that the Nordic part? I don't understand what they meant by what that part brain. of the trail is sure. called. But we um, weren't supposed to walk on the. Nordic Trail. We're supposed to walk next to it. I think that's, and then yeah. there were the skiers. Cross country skiers get to right through there. <laughs> Gotta leave it to, smooth for them. Yeah. Makes Too sense. Rough, Tear it up uh, with their shoes. It was fun. Uh, kind of chopping around in the powder. I guess that's more that probably really cool. what those snowshoes would be good at. It was, yeah. I liked walking up on the powdery part more yeah. than the compacted part that people were skiing over. I had a lot of it fun doing really that. It was really fun. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm glad that we got to do I think we did. I don't know how long it would be. It's a couple hours. My little pedometer shows like five and a half miles. But that's for the day. Well, I think that's where most of my walking got put in though. Yeah, I think mine too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we had a fun time. We kind of like hiked up uh, along like one trail. We did a little loop out to the top of the mountain. 
where that overlook was. It looks back yeah. over to the highway on like, the other side of the cool ridge. That was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a, a stormy day up there. Or it was sort of like passing through. You know, it was it like was. sunny and then it was snowing on us for a while and then it was sunny again. That's cool. But it was a nice place to hike around to. I think uh, I really want to grab your digital camera. And throw oh, yeah. All these photos Load up the photos. Yeah, that'll be really fun. So we tried to take a bunch of pictures today. I brought my film camera only, like my my F4. I have the D2H at home. I think it's going to be staying home more often. Um, but the F4 was fun to bring along. I, I took it out of the ammo can that it's been in and put it back in its normal camera bag and like huffed it around with me for a while. I brought the um, the telephoto too, the, the, yeah. the 400, and that was fun to shoot with for a while today when we were just taking pictures out there. I remember um, learning like a little rule. Like, do you remember... Um, when you shoot with a telephoto lens and you know, like when you zoom all the way in, it like, it like oh, vibrates a lot. So yeah. And so it's hard to get like a sharp image. Yeah. And I remember learning now and like the rule of thumb for that is that whatever your, your shutter speed should be more than whatever your focal length is, is the rule of thumb. For uh. that. So, I mean, so like if you're at 400 millimeters mm-hmm. to get a sharp image, you would want to be shooting at more than like four hundredths of a second. Oh, okay. So it would, it would do better with specific lighting then Pro- for the adjustments you have to make. Well, maybe. I mean, I guess there's like other other ways to sort of adjust to that. You, what would you do How like in what we did today? Uh, well, or it's just not going to be affected. It's not going to be affected because, because we'd be shooting so fast. Yeah. That the the motion of it would just be be set be still. Um, I mean, it, it can't be moving a ton, I suppose, but, uh, but you could, you could get a picture. So like, I think it's supposed to be like, if you have a 200 millimeter lens, you're supposed to be shooting at 200 millimeters or more, but if you, sh- you could, I'm sure get a good image that was sharp, but probably only on a tripod at that point, if it's like under 200 or 200 of a second, mm-hmm. but it's at more than 200 millimeters of a focal length. That's interesting. Yeah, but we got around a lot of that today because uh, we could shoot at that high of a thing because like your camera has such a flexible ISO. Mm-hmm. So that's what you, like so for the lighting stuff that you're talking about for film, probably not a lot you can do. But yeah. the cool thing about digital, especially like the new stuff like you have, is we can just we can just wrap up to two thousand ISO. Yeah, and shoot that's we want to. So that's kind of I guess how you handle it now. But for film, yeah, it, it just seems like the telephoto sort of gets left out or left on the tripod more and more even on the tripod you really have to have like the shutter release because just the shutter yeah. to press it'll like flop the end of the glass so much that it'll shake everything up and down yeah it's really strange and if you're doing yeah and it'll it'll just move too or it'll just sink yeah slowly. the mirror up thing the mirror like if just the mirror flapping moves. as the shutter moves across will will rattle the whole camera and tripod enough at more than 200 millimeters that it'll it'll just blur the whole photo it's so strange it's tricky. yeah it's really strange yeah you think it would it'd be great so that's why they have they make that mirror up feature on those like higher end slrs where mm-hmm. it'll it, the, the single lens reflex mirror is pulled up then the shutter drops for every photo that's taken and then the mirror drops back down every time you press the shutter and this mirror up thing you flip that on first and that pulls the mirror up all the way and holds it there before you take the photo, before you press the shutter. Mm-hmm. And then when you do press the shutter, all that's moving is just the shutter dropping down. So it's way less, less motion and commotion around the tripod and the camera. So that's what they used early on to get these photos that we're talking about mm-hmm. or like try and get around this problem of having the, the mirror itself rock the camera too much and make it shake 
so that it's just the option or what what they chose to do to get sharper images when they're doing film photos that's cool yeah a little mirror up thing we use it like uh when we do like uh star trail photos too like when you start yeah. the shutter you like put the mirror up i think well yeah just for that so like when you start it it doesn't, it doesn't shake the camera and that's even for like wide angle stuff that's what they thought i think you can get away with a lot with a real wide angle but it was cool yeah we brought the that telephoto lens we shot like a bunch with that and uh i was working with the f4 the film camera for a long time but i think it was a thing that we talked about before we left we said hey don't forget like fresh uh, batteries yeah. And it's, it was okay that it worked out the way it did. But um, once we get out into the cold, like the F4, it's an old film camera. There's no camera batteries that come with it. Like all the new cameras we have, I think for, for anything in the last like 10 years that I remember, even point and shoots that have their own battery, rechargeable battery that would kind of come as part of it. And you wouldn't have to deal with trying to like flush in these photo type AA batteries in right. your digital camera all the time. Back in the 80s, it was all just double A. That's, I guess, that's all they had around. So the Nikon F4 is run by like six double A batteries that are just kind of stuffed into the handle and the base of that camera. And I think that's just to run the motor drive so that it can take so many frames per second. Mm -hmm. That's why that, that's why that whole like assembly is there, um, which is, that's why I was first there too. It was just a pack of batteries to run the motor drive that would <laughs> crank the film around. So like on the, the, the FJ, like how you have to manually like crank with your thumb over yeah. the next roll of film. This motor drive was the solution to that, where it was this, this kind of winding motor that would that would crank it for you when you press the shutter. Right. It would wind that next frame of film. It's standard now in everything that we yeah. kind of understand about taking pictures. It was new once. And so the motor drive was like that base, and then they had to power it with all these extra batteries. And then it kind of got worked into the camera more and more. But they still, for mine, for the F4, needed all those batteries in the base. Um, so they got cold and then they died pretty yeah. much. Uh, and then it would just kind of give me this like sucky sort of dead shutter sound. Maybe I could like shoot. I should do live sound. <laughs> Billy is reaching into his camera bag to grab out his camera to give us an example of the sound. That'd be probably pretty anticlimactic. I'm sure. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could hear that. The little screech of it. That's really all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that little sound. Doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Now it's not really doing anything. The little light in the back. Oh, it's just sorry. like flickering red. It's really strange. Sound. <laughs> Little camera sounds. Was that a picture? That was a picture. Sound like that works. It's coming back. Coming back to life. Yeah. Key to the hey, batteries back up. That. Bring got, them inside. I got one light on my battery now. Yeah. Hey. It's weird. So yeah, they got too cold. I think they got <laughs> below freezing, life. and then it it died on me. Uh, but it was okay. I think I like finished the last roll that was in here. 
And so now that's in my camera bag. I want to send that out and get oh, it developed cool. so we can scan it. I have two now that we can develop. Oh, that's great. And then I have like half another roll on here of the other stuff that we shot. But we should drop the, the digital photos onto one of our computers soon. Yeah, I want to do that. I'm glad we brought the digital camera with us too. We brought uh, my D7000 yeah. and used it for some fun photos no, and a cool. bunch of tripod photos. Or not tripod, I'm sorry. Uh, telephoto lens yeah, photos, was, which is fun. It's nice having the digital camera. Yeah. to use uh with that lens just because it's okay if it shakes yeah no because it's, it's gonna shake i really like that <laughs> for one. A lot of and uh, i want to try and do more with that we, like i was talking about because like i think snowshoeing is going to be a good way to get into um just like hiking around in this you know just yeah because we don't really cool ever get out in the, snow in the snow for any of the stuff that we've done and so i think yeah. it'd be cool to pack up and then hike out to a spot where we could do a cool photo thing or I kind of have to add really something cool. else into the pictures that we're doing I like the idea of that a lot. I think it would be really, I think we would have a lot of new things available to us if we were doing that for photos. Yeah. Because we actually, we'd just be out in it. Yeah. Instead of kind of from afar. It'd be really different. Or we'll just give a new environment too. Because there's a lot of those places we could go in the summertime, but it's not, it's not the same. There's really a lot of dramatic views you can see in the snow and stuff. And since it just seems like unnecessary that we avoid it. Not that we avoid yeah. it, but we just don't don't get to go to it. But I think that like more than snowboarding, well, at least for now, since I can't really do snowboarding as much, but like more than snowboarding, I think like snowshoeing could, could get us into some places where we can uh, like pack in our photo stuff and then take pictures. Yeah. Of some cool scene. I think so. I th- And I think today was a really good uh, example to us that it's very easy for us to do that. Yeah, I think it'd, I think it'd be cool. We should try and hunt around like used ones. But yeah, in, like well, even on the drive back on one twenty six when we were coming back into uh, Eugene this evening, uh, there was all those like snow park pullouts that were on the sides, or just those little pullouts. Like there was that meadow area that like led down to the lake. Right. Remember when we looked out to the yeah. side. Yeah, it just, yeah, it looked awesome. It was cool. Looks like a nice spot to go. But it'd be cool. We could just throw on our snowshoes, hike out there on a Saturday morning, and do some cool photo project. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. That sounds like a really good time. I think it'd be cool. I want to be doing more snowshoe trips. I think yeah. that was really cool. And I want to check out uh, like cross-country skiing a little bit too. Like yeah, we I want to about. do some cross-country skiing stuff. That'd be fun. I think it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. I want to go to um, Crater Lake with you too. Yeah. Because I, I heard you You're do snowshoe rentals over there. And you can do a hike of the rim of Crater Lake. I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. I think that would be really cool. I'm very interested in that trip. I've only been to Crater Lake once uh, in all the time I've lived in Oregon, and it was when we first I've moved not here. Been to so many times either. Yeah. I don't remember. The I'd time really I was like there. to go back. I think the last time I was there was in 2012 in June. Oh yeah. The rim was still not open. The rim road was still not open. It was still uh, a big snow drift that blocked most of it. Right. But I remember I hiked up there, and that's where I, I went up to the top and looked out over the, the lake and hung out for. Um, for sunset to take pictures. Right. I remember cool. when you I was did that trip. By, by myself at the time. And then I remember that night I like drove down the mountain and then into the forest. I remember I was like too scared. I was way too scared to camp out there in the oh. woods by myself. <laughs> I, I drove deep into like this. Uh, it was it was pretty freaky really. I, I, I believe understand you. why I would not want to be there. <laughs> but it was uh, like this little campground at the base of Crater Lake kind of driving back into... Uh, like the Diamond Lake area. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, and so, I, yeah, I was over there 
and it was like the upper rogue area, but I pulled into this like kind of forest service campground. Normally pretty, it was fine place. It was just a remote kind of desolate campground, but it was really dense with, with fir trees everywhere. Uh, so you really couldn't see anything around spooky. you. And it was tree. And I drove in there at night on this like really long, maybe three mile road mm. kind of into the woods. <laughs> and then you sort of pulled to this big, like it was, everything was really tight there was mm-hmm. no big open area that you got to it was that everything was just like really tight and kind of close together you couldn't really see where anything was and you could kind of like pull in and camp and park somewhere and i think i was the only person in there but i'm not Maybe. sure Maybe. <laughs> it was freak- it was <laughs> weird enough. Scary. I, was like, I i'm not gonna stay here i'm glad you didn't yeah so that's I, freaky. <laughs> I, I cruised up and i uh i went to like tokity falls that night oh, so i drove that's better oh that's yeah it was way better. yeah so yeah i camped out there and then i just like went up to the hot springs it was fun it's way more that's fun great. yeah i slept in my car that night in like the back like we got yeah. used to with the with the back down and then the next day i drove up to eugene and then met you i'm pretty sure yeah i remember that that was fun yeah. Well, that was the last time I was at Crater Lake, and I think we should go again this winter. I would really like to. I think it'd be cool to make a trip out there. Yeah, it'd be fun. We should do some snowshoeing stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. There's a few other uh, like places out there that'd be cool. If this year's a good snow year, so there's like a good dump of snow yeah. up in that area. There's there's probably tons and tons of places for us that we could go if we uh, have a pair or something that we can throw on and head out to. It'd be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I think that's most of our snowshoe trip. Like today, so we shot photos for a while. My batteries died on my camera. Batteries. Yeah, I'm so glad. glad. I'm glad you had your two. Yeah. I'm glad that its battery didn't die. I was oh, thinking yeah. about our uh, our uh, Eastern uh, Oregon trip a couple of years ago that. when I brought my camera, battery fully charged, and woke up. Out. Yeah, and then, oh, woke up shoot. the next morning and it was dead. Uh, I was so sad. I was pretty so upset. So sad. I was bummed that the battery. Yeah, because it was like we got out to that lake bed and then it was just like, oh, the camera, the camera's off. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I was so mad. And I was extra mad later on because I did bring my film camera and my uh, Pentax film camera. But uh, the film that was in it was not very good. So none of my photos came out. They were all like, they all had these like strange, overexposed like stripes. Yeah, and and they were all like a strange orange tone. I think it's like expired film gets this weird, these like, oh yeah, those warped spots. Yeah, Yeah, these like warps and just little sections of it that like kind of look like weird shaded depressions or something in the photo. It's it's really strange what it looks like. Yeah, but it just doesn't come out right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've had a couple rolls come out that. Yeah, that was. It was rough. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I gotta figure that out with this one. My F four. Uh, like, yeah. I think I've talked to you about it too. It, like it doesn't want to wind the film up correctly you at the beginning, so I had that. to change film over while we were out snowshoeing today. When I finished the roll, I had to like open the bag and kind of like twist around and crank everything out. But um, but yeah, it, it didn't it didn't really sync up right. And I I'm believe, sorry. I hope yeah, that so, it didn't. I heard any of the pictures uh, i'm not sure i think well i so i think what really happened is that the battery died and that's been the yeah. problem that i experienced for a while because i think that didn't happen before that point other times when i've missed when i've loaded the film incorrectly which i think happens this is an old camera so the motor drive is supposed to kick in when you grab the first frame unlike mm-hmm. my manual film camera which you load the way you load it every single time 
this F4 was one of the first models to have the motor drive takeover and then auto wind the film to frame one when you start. So it takes that little cut in tab and then it wraps it around its other spool to oh. get you to the next frame. Uh-huh. And then the motor drive advances the frame you know, as you continue to move through your roll. Right. And you don't have the manual crank to do so anymore. So it's supposed to do that automatically. It's not been doing that as well recently. I don't know if there's some mechanical thing that's causing it to, to mess up mm-hmm. or if I'm doing more to mess it up. I don't think so, though. Um, it seems to do it better when there's more power, like fresher batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as funny as that is. I remember there's all sorts of weird things that like low-powered batteries would cause in electronics back in the day. Like cameras do weird things. Oh, like guitar pedals. Or synthesizers, they all do really weird things as they like kind of lose their wattage. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, drop out. But, uh, but yeah, so it doesn't like load its film right anymore. So I've, I've had to like, I don't know, double back on six or seven rolls of film. I think since that, um, that rafting trip. Oh, yeah. I think that was the first time I really remember you mentioning that it was having that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess a uh, 28 year old gear isn't supposed to last forever. And uh, maybe I'll have to upgrade from uh, from this one, or just get I don't know, a second second F four someday if uh, if I keep having problems with it. I think that there's more that I can learn though about how to how to manually make sure that the film is loaded correctly, or that I can just set it to load in there the right way. Mm-hmm. I think I've been doing that more and more. Like now, I think that's why today it's still working, um, or, or just the the, the way you kind of press the you know press and then wind the film once you like put it in there i think mm-hmm. there's a way you can manually make it take the film in and, and run okay. out the rest of the prints and avoid the automatic settings for it to wind right so i think i need to learn how to do that with this and maybe i could maybe get by a lot better i think you have those kind of options with this camera because it was supposed to be used by professionals that would use sort of different film or different types of techniques that's why there's all these little knobs here to to like rewind the roll or to like oh, pull the yeah. lever and like have it do a double exposure, that sort of stuff. That so camera has a lot of little parts to it. It really does. Yeah, it's it's really cool. That's that's why I really like the camera or like this whole unit, the whole top unit, the viewfinder that like pops and slides out and can be replaced with like other pieces. I think that's really cool. I think like the double exposure switch is pretty cool to have. Oh, yeah. Right you've got you've taken some cool double exposures. I need to try that more. We should really try and do. Yeah, I, we should do some projects. Yeah, I don't really know even how to get into it. I should do a roll just to try and figure it out. How yeah, do I set stuff should. up more? And then you I should. should try and do more double exposure stuff this year. I think I'd like that. I'd like to see some more. I, I still haven't really figured out the technique of it because you don't really get to see it and you don't really yeah, get to like understand how it's being processed either. I still don't really understand. It's still a little bit of dark magic. I don't understand if when I flip the lever, if I'm affecting the, the next two frames or the last frame and then now that i flip the lever the next frame that i right. take you don't know which one is the there's probably the a logic to it exposure. that would be really clear and easy to understand i haven't figured it out yet i seem to screw it up still on either side of it so i have i have like i think like that like, cool one that came out though the open sign and the space the space oh, picture was yeah. only supposed to be space i took like so i took like a long exposure photo of of I think it was like the constellation of Orion and like the little tree line that was out mm-hmm. below it and uh, that was like last February. That was cool. Oh that was fun. wow, that was already almost a year ago. No way. 
But I took this picture of kind of the star field. I think it was maybe like a maybe like a nine minute exposure, something like that. So I had a yeah. little bit of a streak to it. But then, uh, and so I was just excited to have the star trail photo. And but when I developed it, I found out that the photo that I took maybe four or five days before that, when we were on a trip in Portland, I took a picture of this open sign, this like red and blue neon open sign that was in like a shop or something, just the one that you see everywhere. Um, I took a picture of it and the bright highlight of the lettering is what showed up in the star trail photo. So yeah, it was like that star trail photo that. was sort of the open sign that was kind of double exposed over it. I don't know what that really means, but it looks really cool. It does it look really kinda, cool. Yeah. That was a fun was a one. F- fun mistake. I've had other ones where it's just like, you know, a family photo and then like a bunch of trees that are sort of mishmashed <laughs> over the top of them and, or like four or five kind of layered on top oh, of each other. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just chaos. There've been, there've been a couple that I've seen that are like three or four photos. It seems. Yeah. I think, yeah. They're kind of interesting though. Sometimes. They're kind of cool to look through, I figure like to, out what you're looking at. I like a few of them, but we should do uh, a couple different things together. We should. Yeah. I want to do some projects with that. I bet there are some really cool things we could do with uh, the LED poi. Oh. And yeah. if we make like that LED light stick, I bet there's, I bet there's some fun things we can do with like light stuff. Yeah. That'd be really exposure. fun. That'd be so, so that'd be cool. cool. I'd love to do something like that. I think it'd be pretty fun. Well, for, I think today we've probably wrapped up most everything for our snowshoe trip. I think so. And so I'd like to say thank you, Marina, for talking to me about uh, our little snowshoe travels this afternoon through Hoodoo. Thanks, Billy. Hopefully we do go snowshoeing again sometime soon. And uh, so thank you, Marina. On behalf of Marina, my name is Billy Newman. I say thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.